Welcome to the Dwelling Place Church audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We pray God speaks to you today through this message and through his word. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org. Now, it's time to listen to this week's message. We are in a brand new month, a brand new month, most likely to. I'm excited about this month as I begin preparing, not just for today, but also the next time I'm in the pulpit. Already got clarity on where we'll go for Father's Day. It's going to be great. So I am confident that God is going to minister to our hearts, our minds, and this community. With that being said, if you'll see there at the top of your sermon card, if you did not receive a sermon card and want one, you can put your hand in the air and you'll be served. But at the top, I want to read one verse of Scripture up front, Genesis 11, verse 32. Genesis 11, verse 32 says, So the days of Terah were 205 years. And some of you thought you were old. So the days of Terah were 205 years. And Terah died in Haran. I want to preach a message today titled, Abraham, When Indie Films Succeed. Abraham, when indie films succeed. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. That name is above every name. I thank you it's greater than wrong thoughts. It's greater than strongholds. It's greater than things that would try to exalt itself above the true knowledge of God and His ways and minds and hearts today. I pray, Holy Spirit, anointing of God, that you would penetrate lives, speak to people today, surround us, Lord, with your victory and your declaration of truth in who you are today. Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, you would reveal Jesus to us. For Jesus alone is the true and faithful witness. I yield to you, Holy Spirit. You're the great helper. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I recently had the opportunity to see one of my all-time favorite movies in the theater. You say, what's so significant about that, Pastor Chad? Well, this movie of one of my all-time favorite, it was the 60th anniversary of this movie. See, this movie is a real movie. It's a real old classic movie. Not like some of this stuff, you know, today. It's so fast and stuff blowing up. My eyes can't even keep up with it. But no, I'm talking about a real classic movie. In fact, it is the most Academy Award-winning movie. Now, actually, it's tied with a couple of others, but this is a big-budget film. This is a film that, for its day, was a major undertaking, major, to think about 60 years ago that they accomplished the filming of this movie. You say, what movie are you talking about? Well, I have a picture because I took my son Caleb with me. They put it up, I think, now. They have it. Ben Hur, a tale of the Christ. See, up to this point in life, I had only been able to see Ben Hur in home on my own TV. And when they play it on the secular uh, TV and stations, it's just Ben Hur. But the real title is Ben Hur, a tale of the Christ. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to see it. 
It is a wonderful movie. But you know, it was a big budget movie. It was an amazing undertaking. But the opposite of movies like Ben-Hur are indie films. Indie is a modern cultural term that stems from the word independent. And originally, the defining quality of indie media, whether it's film, music, publishing, was that it was produced outside of the traditional or conventional system of production. So in film, for example, movies produced without the support of major Hollywood studios would be independent films or indie films for short. Now, after a few solid decades of independent media, certain patterns and themes have emerged that now make indie and independent films more of a style and a genre. For instance, indie films are usually, but not always, low budget, feature actors that are not A-list superstars. They're set in everyday reality as opposed to the distant future or the past. There's an artistic and a personal tone to them. Stories often reflect just everyday common people. The music is often sourced from bands instead of orchestra scoring. Now what's interesting about indie films is not all indie films succeed. But some independent films do. And when I think about why some independent films succeed and other independent films don't, it brings me to the life of this man named Abraham. See, when I read the scriptural account of the life of a man named Abraham, I see this connection between indie films and the life of Abraham. That you begin to find Abraham's life doesn't follow the path of conventional wisdom or conventional methods up until that point of his day and time. In fact, as you look at the life of Abraham, you begin to find this characteristic of independence. That this is a man that's not an A-lister. He's not a powerful man. He's not a well-known man. He's not a man that works within the conventional ways of doing things of his day. He's outside of the strongest nations of his day. He's outside of the strongest cultural influences of his day. Now, when you think of independence, some other words that help us and understand independence is individuality, freedom unconventionality. See, Abraham was not always Abraham. For many decades, he was just Abram. Abram means exalted father, but Abraham means a father of a multitude. And when you look at Abraham, you see this journey of an independent person, but it doesn't lead to more independence. You read this journey of an independent person, but it leads to him being a father of a multitude. Now, Abraham's father was a man named Terah. We see that in the verse that we read there in Genesis 11. The scriptural account tells us that Terah takes his family and they lead a place called Ur of the Chaldeans to go, notice this, 
to go to the land of Canaan. The issue is, is the scriptural account tells us that they come to Haran and they dwell there. They leave the Ur of Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, but they come to Haran and they dwell there. They never made it to Canaan. Canaan. In fact, Terah lived 205 years, but he never made it to Canaan. He never made it to where he was seeking to go. Do you know what Terah means? The name of Abraham's father? It means delay. It means station. Abraham grew up with a father who set out to accomplish something, to succeed in a mission, to make it to the land of that he sought out to arrive at, but he never made it. He never made it. His life is the picture of one that becomes stationary, a delayed life, though he lives for 200 in five years. You know what that means for some of us? There's still hope. <laughs> you feel delayed in where you feel God's calling you. You feel delayed. You feel like you're at a station or stagnant to what you're trying to pursue. Maybe you had a father like Abraham. Maybe you had a dad who didn't succeed in what he set out for in life. Maybe he didn't even succeed in the common responsibilities of life, holding a job, finding a career, raising a family, learning financial stewardship, or learning communication and relational skills. Maybe there was something that he tried and failed in. For some of you, maybe it's not a father, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's siblings, maybe it's those that were close to you growing up that they sought out to accomplish something and yet never made it to that land, to that place, to that goal. Oftentimes the results from having a father who didn't succeed can reinforce qualities of independence in a person. Now independence is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's actually a great quality for those that are most likely to succeed candidates. Like our title alludes to, Abraham, when indie films succeed. When independents succeed. See, Abraham's independence was a key quality that caused him to succeed in life. But it's important to note that when Abraham launched out in this indie film, type of a journey, this indie film of independence, he was 75 years old. See, oftentimes when we pick up stories in Scripture, we pick it up without the backstory, And we begin to look at a quality in the life of this one who began to follow God and to pursue God's will and purpose for his life, but we pick it up without thinking about the backstory. And the backstory is, is that he had a father who sought out to make it to a land and yet never made it there, was delayed his entire life from making it there. 
So Abraham, though he has this quality of independence, he has for 75 years lived learning to follow others. He's lived in close proximity with others, with relationships, not just with his immediate family, but his extended family. He's worked and he's made a living supporting his wife. Listen, there is no scriptural indication that up to this point in the story that he had went out and started his own company, that he was always out on his own, that he had never worked for someone else. No, no, listen, he lived with Tara. He lived with delay. He lived with a station. He lived with stationary, and yet his independent quality had learned to, to live wisely with delay and stations. See, when I speak today of Abraham's independence, what kind of independence are we talking about? Well, we're not referring to an independence that leads to things going wrong, but of things going right. See, that's a key sign of independence that has gone wrong is when so many things in an independent person's life has gone wrong, that is a sign of what could be a very strengthening quality for someone's journey, like Abraham, has went wrong. When we talk about the independent quality, we're not referring to a person that is just living based on self-will, selfish desires, selfish ambitions. We're not talking about an, even an independence that is founded upon disappointment in their father not succeeding. Or because of having to live with delay, an independence that is built upon hurt or anger. It's not the independence we're talking about today. We're also not talking about an independence that seeks to succeed just to prove ourselves, to prove ourselves better than our father or our mother or our sibling or the people that's been in our life that was delayed from ever reaching the land that they sought out or the goals that they sought out to succeed in. We're not talking about an independence that has consistently not been able to be able to be productive in relationships and endeavors in life. Listen, this is not a man who is independent just for independence' sake. When you look at this strength of quality that allowed Abraham to be one that was most likely to, to succeed in an independent story, an independent film, an indie film, we're looking at one who's not just being independent for independence' sake. We're not looking at a quality in the life of Abraham that is wrongly based on an identity of just being different to just be different. We're not looking at a quality like that. So this isn't being independent just for independent sake. This isn't just being independent because we're resisting the common productive or conventional ways of doing things in life. This isn't a self-will, unwilling to be led, unwilling to learn from others. This is an independence 
that we're going to find ultimately gets sourced by God Almighty. See, Abraham's independence was not unhealthy, but it was a key quality that I see that caused him to succeed in life, that caused his story to succeed. You see from him a picture of when independents succeed in the story of their life. Let's look first at this independent quality. In Genesis 12 and 1 through 4, it says that he left family. He left the country he had been in for decades. He left his father's house. See, Abraham had this quality that though he had lived with delay and lived in this station for a long time, he still had this independent quality where he was able to leave family and leave a place he's lived for many years, to leave what he was accustomed to and what he knew to be normal. Listen, the interesting fact is Scripture doesn't allude that he had any struggle with this. That when it came time for him to leave, to go out and to leave family and to leave where he had been abiding for decades, Scripture alludes to no struggle. There was no wrestling in him. That shows me that he had this strength of an independent quality. Genesis 14 and 14, it tells how Abraham had a family member that was taken captive in a war. And it says that he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house. And he went and pursued as far as Dan. It's a powerful statement Scripture alludes to there. Notice that 318 trained servants was from his own house. He, he had learned that if I'm going to have some, some trained, equipped people to go out in war, Abraham had this independent quality. He says, you know what, I need to give myself to training and equipping them. He didn't put it off on another. He didn't put it off on someone else's house. He had in his own house trained people that he had equipped. You see, an independent quality. In Genesis 17 and 13. God tells him, hey, listen, those that you purchase with your own money must be circumcised. God says, listen, it's got to be done with your own money. What are we saying? We see that Abraham had an independent quality where he learned he couldn't depend on other people's money. He, he couldn't depend on other people to always provide for him. He couldn't depend on other people to always bail him out. This is a man who began to have an independent quality to take care and provide for his own house, to train and pr prepare people in his own house. Genesis 17 and 23. This is where you see a real independent quality. God comes to him and said, Hey, listen, I need all those in your house to be circumcised to our males. So Genesis 17, 23 says, So Abraham took Ishmael's son and all who were born in his house and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very same day. Now, if I've ever seen an independent quality, I see it there. 
God's like, hey, circumcise the men. Abraham's like, yeah, I'll try that also. Like, I'm not going to go and get some doctor's advice and get some outside help to help me do something I've never done before. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll try that. Circumcision, God, sure, I'll try that also. And it wasn't like he was hesitant that very day. He's like, yeah, I'll try that. I mean, this is a man that has an independent quality. An independent quality. Wow. Genesis 21 and 30, there is this issue about a whale. And Abraham says, now wait a minute. I dug this whale. I dug this whale. What do you see? You see an independent quality when Abraham went to a new place. He dug his own well. He prepared his own field. You see this strength of quality called independence. The issue is, is Abraham, like all of us, has been affected by sin. And though independence was a Strength of quality, we learn from Scripture too. It shows us at times that even a strength of quality God has given us can lead to heartache and can lead to a ditch, can lead to a mistake. And I find it, though, very interesting that the first big mistake that Scripture records that Abraham makes is when he moved away from the strength of, of quality that God gave him called independence. See, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, had been unable to have children for many years. So Sarah has this maidservant, and she begins to think, well, maybe I can just obtain a child by her. So she's like, hey, Abraham, why don't you go into my maid, and maybe through her I can get a child. Maybe she'll become pregnant since I can't. The Bible says that Abraham heeded her voice. He moved away from his independence and he listened and obeyed her voice and it resulted in an Ishmael. And it resulted in this ongoing tension and ongoing issues and difficulty. Why? Because in that moment, he moved away from the strength that he had learned to depend upon at that point, his independence. He has to deal now with Ishmael, Hagar, and strife. You see another time where his independence gets out of balance and how he treats his wife, how he deals with difficult circumstances. See, Abraham had this independent quality, but he's married. He's now made a commitment to love and to serve his wife, to lead those that he's responsible with. See, there was a famine where they were living, so he said, hey, let's go down to Egypt. And Abraham is so so independent that his independence made him to be more concerned about his own safety and about preserving his own independence that he tells his wife Sarah, hey, listen, you're so beautiful that when we go down to this land, they're going to kill me because of you so that someone else can have you as their wife. So in Genesis 12 and 13, he says, When we go down there, please say you are my sister. 
that it may be well with me for your sake, that I may live because of you. Here's a man that's so independent, which is a great quality, but now he is in a covenant relationship with his wife and other people. And that independence, because it's been also affected by sin, like even the strengths that we have have been affected by sin, you see how it moves out of balance and it causes him to hurt his wife. In fact, Scripture tells us that he does it twice. And Sarah twice, two times, finds herself having to live in the home of another man because of the independence of Abraham when it got out of balance. That he cared so much about preserving his own independence, he didn't think about how his independence was affecting the one he was now married to and those he was responsible to influence. You see this. So we see this character quality, a great quality of independence in Abraham. But it has vulnerabilities. And maybe you're not like Abraham, maybe you're not a very independent person, but as we go through this series, maybe you're most likely to succeed in something else for the kingdom of God, and you have strong qualities God's given you for that, and yet all of our good, positive qualities has vulnerabilities because sin has affected us all. So number one, you see this independence. Secondly, we come to now God's approach in dealing with Abraham. God has to make sure that Abraham, this man who's independent, understands that God's independent of his independence. That Abraham has experienced this strength that God's given him, how as he's leaned upon this strength of quality called independence, how it's allowed him to be successful up to this point in his life and in his pursuit of things. But God needs him to know that, listen, there are some things that I need you to understand even your independence can accomplish. That there are some things that only I can accomplish for you. Like we sang about earlier, the blood of Jesus. That it's only the blood of Jesus that can cleanse you and I. It's only the blood of Jesus that can cleanse us. It's only the blood of Jesus that can cleanse us as a community. That we, even if we're independent, don't have the ability to cleanse ourselves. God needs Abraham to get the revelation. That, hey, your independence is a great quality. But understand, I'm even independent of your independence. That there are some things I don't need you to try to do for me. I'm independent all by myself to do. That there are some things in you and dealing with other people that I don't need you to try to just think your strength that I gave you can accomplish it. I need you to understand that, yeah, you're independent and can accomplish some things, but guess what, Abraham? Me, as Almighty God, I'm independent of your independence. And so in Genesis 15, 17, and 18, God wants to establish His covenant with Abraham. That He would make His descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. So the Lord tells Abraham, hey, I want you to go get some sacrifices. The Bible says He cuts them in two and He lays them on the right and on the left because normally when a covenant is 
established the two parties walk in between the pieces of the sacrifices that's going to establish the covenant. So Abraham thinks, yeah, I understand what's going to go on here. Me and God's going to walk through the middle of these sacrifices to establish a covenant. Well, that's not what happens. Because God puts Abraham in a deep sleep. And while Abraham's in a deep sleep, God himself walks through the sacrifices. And the text says in Genesis 15, 17, and 18 that the revealed presence of God, a smoking oven and a burning torch passed through the middle of those sacrifices. And what he was doing, he's saying, Abraham, listen, you're independent and I made you that way. But I need you to understand I'm independent of your independence that there are things in life that I'm going to lead you in and have you a part of that I need you to understand I don't need your independence. I don't need your strength of quality in this. I got this, Abraham. I'm independent all by myself, Abraham. I'm independent of your independence. I'm Almighty God. And I want to tell some people today some independence. That yes, when indie films succeed, it's because these people have a strength of quality called independence. But when it comes to you and I being involved in new endeavors that God has for us, and we got to understand that Almighty God can accomplish some things by His own independence. Genesis 22 and 8, we come to a time in Abraham's life where God came through on His promise. The promise He made to Abraham and Sarah that they would have a child, and now they have this child, Isaac. And years later, after the birth of this child, Isaac, he's now grown, and God tests Abraham's faith and says, Hey, I want you to go and surrender back to me what I've given you. I want you to go and offer and trust to me what it is that I have now given you. So as Abraham and Isaac come to the place that God's designated for this to take place, Isaac looks around and he, he sees the wood and he, he sees the ability to start the fire, and, but he doesn't see the lamb. He doesn't see the sacrifice and he says, Hey, Dad, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham says, because Abraham now has the revelation that even though he's independent, God's independent of his independence. And Abraham tells his son, he says, Oh, son, God will provide for himself the lamb. God will provide for himself the lamb. Listen, God will provide for himself what he needs to establish a covenant with creation. God will by Himself provide a way to redeem, to cleanse, to forgive, to provide mercy and salvation. In Genesis 22 and 16, they'll put it on the screens. God tells Abraham another time, He says, By myself I have sworn. When I established that covenant, you were asleep, Abraham. I all by myself walked through those sacrifices. And he says, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, 
Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Notice what God says, I will do it. I will do it. God says, Abraham, you're independent. And I gave you that quality. But when it comes to these things that I'm trying to do and what I'm working towards on the earth regarding my spiritual goals, I'm independent of your independence. I will do it. I alone can do this. Even the strength of quality I gave you can't accomplish this. And I want to tell some people today that are independent. I want to tell some people today that have a strong quality of independence. You're going to have to come to a place where you get broken and understand that God has some things where you, even as an independent person, understand that your independence can accomplish it. Your independence can't help people in that. Your independence can't deliver yourself in that. You need a revelation. I need a revelation. We need a revelation that when it comes to some spiritual things, that God is independent of our independence. That God says, no, I will be the one that will do that so that I get the glory. I will be the one that will provide the way to deliver and to cleanse you and to make a way. I will do that so that in the end we know that the gospel is not based upon us. It's based upon God, Almighty God and Himself. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. So we see Abraham's independent quality. We see God making sure that Abraham experiences that as Almighty God, he's independent of his independence. And then lastly, number three, we see independence that was sourced. Independence that was sourced. The reason Abraham's independence caused him to succeed where others who are just as independent fail is that Abraham's independence was sourced. Listen, his independence was sourced. Abraham wasn't just independent just to be independent. Abraham was not just a non-people person to not just be a people person. Abraham wasn't just not curious about what every other person thought about an issue just not to be curious. Listen, Abraham was sourced. He had another primary source regarding such, such issues he was facing in life. He was sourced by Almighty God. His so-called independence regarding the normal and conventional ways of doing things was actually a dependency on Almighty God. Abraham, when we look at his story... He wasn't independent just to be independent. His independence was sourced in God. What looked like just natural independence was actually a dependence rooted in Almighty God. Genesis 12.1, it said the Lord said to Abraham, It's not like Abraham wasn't listening to anyone. It's not that his decisions were not just independent of people just to be independent of people. Listen, 
Abraham's decisions were sourced in God. Why? Because when God does new things, he normally finds a person he gave the quality, his quality of independence to. But that independence has to be coupled with the revelation that God is independent of their independence. And so now the strength of quality, the strength of their personality that God gave them is now empowered in being led and sourced by God. So to the untrained eye, it looks like Abraham's just doing whatever the world he wants to do. That whatever comes into his mind, he just does it. Whatever he thinks, he just says. No, 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 listen. Abraham's independence is sourced in God. Now, this doesn't mean that what people around him said he didn't value. It just meant because Abraham is being led to a place and to start something God hadn't done. See, when we think of the Jews, we got to understand, we think of Abraham. But Abraham wasn't a Jew. When God starts leading and empowering Abraham's independent quality, there were no Jews. So, Abraham just has as the primary source of knowing what to do, he just has as the primary source of knowing what to do, God. Why? He don't have anybody else to go to to know what to do because God's asking him to do something that's never been done before. Like some of you, maybe God's going to speak to you to create something that's never been created before. To do something that's never been done before. To to start a ministry that's not currently happening before. To lead your family in something for the kingdom of God that no one in your family's ever done before. And any time God's leading and wanting to do something new, He doesn't have a plethora of things that's already happened to inform people about the new thing. So oftentimes he finds people that he's already given the strength, the strength of independence. But that independence has to be broken. It has to become sourced in God. Genesis 15 and 4, Abraham said, hey, I mean, God tells Abraham, it's going to come from your own body. It's going to come from your own body. Meaning, hey, Abraham, my plan and purpose I have for you will come from what I've already put within your body. I've already given you what's needed and what I'm calling you to do. God revealed to Abram, I provided you with the needed quality for your role in my plan. Genesis 15, 6 says that he believed in the Lord. He believed in the Lord. Every time, listen, the Lord would speak to Abraham, he would build an altar. You know why? Because the altar in every altar was an anchor for his independent nature and calling. See, Abraham's independent quality, the way God made him, 
had to become anchored in God. He wasn't just being independent to be independent. He wasn't just trying to do something new because just to do it because it's new. No, no, no. His independence became anchored in God. So every time God would speak to him, he would build an altar because the, the altars became anchors for his independence. So that when his independence maybe wanted to get out of balance, there was an altar to remind him, no, 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 wait, Abraham, the reason you're doing what you're doing is because I spoke to you and led you and told you to do this. That if you forget the altars and if you forget how I've led you and what I've spoken to you, your independent strength will move beyond where it needs to be and it will actually hurt you. So Abraham has his independence anchored. Anchored. Genesis 17 and 1, they'll put this one up. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. He's 99. You ever had anybody in your life and you look at them and they're like an Abram? They seem to be just out there walking on their own. And you look at them and say, when are they going to change? Abram, hey Abram, you are 99 years old. And you're still out there doing things on your own. You're still out there walking on your own. But listen, Abraham wasn't actually walking on his own. To the untrained eye, it might have looked that way. But his walk was sourced. Abraham's just out there walking through the land. But why is he walking through the land? Because God told him, hey, go just walk before me. Abraham's walk is sourced in God. He wasn't walking alone. He was walking before God. It looked like to other people that Abraham didn't care what they thought. But that's not the case. It's just the primary source of what he cared about and who he sought to please and who he sought to walk before was God Almighty who told him, just go out there and start walking. It was sourced. In Genesis 20 and 13, it says, Abraham says, God calls me to wander. God calls me to wander. Abraham says, hey, I'm out here just wandering because God calls me to wander. See, how many heard of wanderlust? This isn't wanderlust. This is wander love. He's out there wandering because God's told him to wander. It's his love for God where he's wandering and moving forward in something that has never been done before. See, listen, in the culture of around Abraham to this point, when a so-called God spoke to someone and asked for a sacrifice, they were asking for human sacrifices. And yet here's a man in the midst of not conforming to the culture around him, realize, no, 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 God will provide the sacrifice. He's doing something. His walk is revealing something that the cultures around him hadn't had revealed, didn't understand. 
of the independence of God. That man didn't have to cut themselves and shed their own blood to try to get the gods to bless them. No, God was independent of our independence and God would provide the way for mankind to be blessed, forgiven, delivered, empowered. He would provide the lamb and that lamb is Jesus. His wandering was even sourced in God. In Genesis 21 and 22, as the band comes, you see this point in Abraham's life. It says, It came to pass that Abimelech and Phucol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, Watch this. God is with you in all you do. Perceptive people perceive this sourced independence. Abraham's got these commanders and they look at this independent life and this independent story and this guy who's seemingly doing new things that hadn't been done in the culture around. And yet they were perceptive. Because they perceived it wasn't Abraham just trying new things to try new things. It wasn't Abraham trying new initiatives just to try new initiatives. It wasn't Abraham walking in new places even though his family had never walked there. His independence was sourced in God. God was empowering that. And they tell Abraham, hey, Abraham, God is with you in your indie film. In your independent story, in your story that looks so different than all of the other stories before, in the culture around you, and in your family, God has sourced you. For some of you, you look around and you think about the family you come from. You think about where you spent years, maybe in delay, maybe camped out, maybe in station, maybe around other brothers and sisters or around other movements and churches and yet God is starting to lead you and it looks so different than the conventional ways and norm of what you grew up knowing it it doesn't look like the Maybe the church you grew up in. or God's leading your family to do things that the family you grew up in didn't do. That's what an independent and indie film that succeeds, that's what it looks like. It's sourced in God. God's voice is speaking and saying, Hey, I know maybe your family's never done it this way before, but I'm starting a new thing in your family lineage. I know maybe no one in your family ever valued that type of career, but I'm doing a new thing in your family lineage. An independence that's sourced in the voice of God, in the leading of God, in the God who's independent even of our independence. See, when independent people succeed, when Abraham succeeds, is because they know experientially the true God who is independent of their independence. And their independence gets sourced in that God. Some of you here today, some of you listening, you're independent like Abraham. Some of you, not so much. However, regardless, we all need some level of independence. But it's got to be an independence 
that gets sourced in God. Gets sourced in His voice. Gets sourced in His ways. That prioritizes the plans and the desires of a God who's independent of our independence. I want to tell some of you that are independent that if you don't get your independence sourced by God, you're going to see that independence cause you more pain. And it's not just going to hurt you, it's going to hurt those that are, you're married to. It's going to hurt those that's connected to you. Because even the strength of quality called independence, when it gets out of balance and doesn't get anchored in the independent God, it leads to more heartache. When independence becomes isolation, listen, that's an independence gone wrong. When, it, when an independence leads you to isolate how you're feeling emotionally, what you're going through circumstantially, what you're thinking mentally, listen, that is an independence gone wrong. And if you don't allow that independence to get anchored in God's voice, in God's word, in God's community, in God's ways, that independence, though it's a strength of quality, will fall into a ditch and will absolutely bring harm. Some of you are men here, and you have this strength of quality called independence, but I'm warning you today, by God's grace and mercy, you need to make sure you surrender that independence to a God that's independent even of your independence. That that independence gets sourced, that your ear gets attuned to the independent God, that your feet get surrendered to an independent God, that your heart gets surrendered to an independent God. See, the reason Abraham succeeded in his independent film of walking where his family never walked and starting a process that God hadn't done yet on the earth is because it was sourced. Maybe you're thinking about a business. Maybe you're thinking about something. Let that independence get sourced in God. This is when Indie films or independent people succeed. That independent quality has become broken and surrendered to an independent God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org.